Now, it's not the best time to like hire a bookkeeper, obviously, because you don't have that many transactions and you don't really need a CFO when you don't when your business makes, I would say, less than $15,000 on a monthly basis. So I would think it's always best to hire somebody to see if it makes sense for them to incorporate their business, then for them to go back, start making money and, you know, build their business up. And once they start making at least fifteen dollars to $20,000 a month, that's when it's best for them to hire a CFO or a bookkeeper or someone to help them and, and guide them every step of the way. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Steven Peterson. Hey, wanted to take a second and talk about Gay Lisby and Gary Ray's Amazon seller tribe and their daily lists that are put out um, and incredible stories that you can read if you go out and check out uh, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. I know that's a lot to put in there. Amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitron. And you're going to get 14 day free trial. No money risk. No, no challenges. You don't want it when you're done. You get out. But imagine getting a list, um, as Craig Fellows like to call it, mailbox money. I love that term, mailbox money. It's where you can work from your house, buy things online, have them delivered to you, and then sell them on uh, various marketplaces. But imagine you can have somebody else do that for you. So you want to buy time, you want to control uh, what they're buying. Well, you take these lists and you can join multiple lists if you're interested. And then you can segregate them for the merchandise you want and send them to them. They can make purchases for you on your behalf, have it delivered to you or delivered to them for prep. Boom, sent into these marketplaces and you could sell. How about that? Wouldn't that be awesome? I spoke at their conference and there were so many million dollar sellers just using online arbitrage. It's still available. And again, 14 days. The only way you're going to get 14 day free trials if you come through my link. Um, it is an affiliate link. Um, they do pay me, so I don't want to mislead you in any way. Um, I would appreciate it, but I'd like to see you try the 14 days. I've had so many people that have joined, have so much success. It's very exciting to me and you know, quite humbling to me um, that they trust me to recommend this group. And I 100% recommend this group. I've seen the results. These are great people that will also teach you to fish. This isn't just a, hey, here's the list, you're on your own. No, this is, hey, here's why that wasn't a good deal. Or here, hey, there's another opportunity. And you get to join their groups. And it's just a phenomenal group of people. Um, just great, great uh, leaders in that group. And these lists are phenomenal. So again, it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. Amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. Use that, get two weeks free, try it. You don't like it? Drop out. But give it a shot if you want to add that to your business. Welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. This is episode 398, Rachel Michaelove. Um, get ready. I mean, it's a very cool story. Um, it's going to be scary for a whole bunch of people because if you have tax issues, this is going to rock your soul. You're going to sit there and say, oh my God, I'm, uh, he's making me feel worse. He's making me feel worse. And maybe a little bit in the beginning, you will feel worse because you realize that you screwed up. You realize that you made a mistake. You realize you're not perfect after all. But 
when Rachel tells her story about midway through uh, the podcast, uh, you'll understand where her passion comes from because she's passionate. You can hear it in her voice. She's confident. You can hear that in her voice because she knows she's doing what she's meant to do. Her life has prepared her for this. Uh, She was brought into this world, uh, this accounting world, this tax-specific world, uh, through very difficult circumstances, and she explains about midway through. But the other thing she talks about is that some of the bigger sellers uh, she's had, and she has some, a lot of examples, and name them, but a lot of examples of really successful people on the outside that are in real trouble or were in real trouble. Um, and so you're not so different. I think that's going to be the key. So you're going to feel like crap. I'm going to make you feel terrible. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to make you realize that you're not that different. Um, the difference is you haven't made the call. You haven't reached out for help. And I'm here to tell you that this is the place to reach out for help right now. Uh, she says she'll do it for free. Um, she'll give you perspective. She'll at least explain to you where you're at. And so you know. So please, if you're in trouble and you're thinking about this stuff and it's eating your soul and you're staying up at night and you're eating away your life or drinking away your life or doing other worse things, consider this. Take an opportunity here. She's offering a free opportunity to talk with her and to help you get some perspective. Um, So a little bit of a somber tone here, but man, just imagine when those handcuffs are free, that, 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 that jail that you're in is gone. Just imagine that how much better your life would be. So let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the e-commerce moment podcast. Excited today because I get to speak to another nerd who loves to talk mm-hmm. more accounting. But for me, I'm not a tax guy, um, but we did bring on a tax professional. And I'm very excited about uh, the amount of knowledge she has in our industry. And I think it's so specific in so many ways. And it's just great to have somebody on. Re- welcome, Rachel Michaeloff. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't butcher the name too bad. I try my best. Um, <laughs> it's okay. The Rachel's easy, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are uh, you run a company called Empire Tax Professionals, um, and you specialize in taxes, right? I mean, yes. When when you're an enrolled agent, and we'll have to explain what that is versus a CPA, because people always say, "Oh, the CPA, CPA." But you got to understand, the person who does my taxes is an enrolled agent too. Um, it's very different, uh, very specialized, and you tend to specialize in a specific thing. So let's talk about that first. Sure. So um, I'm licensed. I'm, I'm an EA. And um, yeah, so we specialize in helping, you know, Amazon sellers, e-commerce sellers with monthly bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax, corporate returns, individual returns, IRS notices and all that. And we try to focus on helping e-commerce uh, sellers on a daily basis. Those things are all scary to most people, you know, that IRS yeah. notice, uh, payroll taxes, quarterly estimated deposit. I mean, those things are intimidating to most people because it's not easy to understand when you read a regulation, right? It's not easy, correct? Right. Yes, that's correct. It's very confusing. And there's a lot of great areas in the law, which makes it so much more important to hire a professional to help you know, anybody, any business owner, any e-commerce seller, so they can under, so they understand what the IRS is really saying. And, you know, I mean, you know, everybody thinks they're out to get them. That's not it at all. They just want you to follow the law. But exactly. again, it's that lack of clarity. You're like, I'm not sure. So that's why you get a professional. Um, you have had, I said hundreds of clients, but you corrected me and said thousands of clients. How many, how many uh, customers do you process a year currently? We process over a thousand returns during tax season, 
Um, that's just, you know, January to April. But then uh, I've been doing this for about 14 years and we prepare, I prepared over, uh, my team prepared over a thousand returns every single year. So I would even say I filed over 10,000 returns during my, in, in my company. Okay. So there's the credibility. All right. So people get that all 50 states licensed. And yes. so if uh, you're looking for somebody, this might be somebody. And we're going to talk about different places that a lot of companies get in trouble. This is, when you look at companies that fail, is this the number one reason? I mean, uh, maybe capitalization might be another one, but this seems to be where most people get into trouble. Payroll taxes, sales tax, uh, ignoring those nasty notes, right? Yes, yes. I, I mean, 100%. I, I would think like one of the reasons that businesses fail is because they're not, they're not compliant. And I think like the biggest issue that we see is business owners relying on or e-commerce sellers relying on entry-level bookkeepers to do their bookkeeping and then the bookkeeping is not done right. So then at the end of the year, they can't really file the returns and they put it, you know, in the back burner. They don't get it. They don't get it done. And then IRS comes after them, levies and, and put liens on their property. And then, I mean, it, their business is just closed just because they're not compliant, not being compliant with payroll taxes. And the most important thing that we see is they don't pay their pay, their estimated tax payments every single quarter. And, um, if they don't, then they owe such a huge bill at the end of the year, and it adds up when you know, as business grows. And then you're stuck with penalties and interest, and you can almost—I mean, it's worse than a credit card. You can almost never get out of some of those things, right? Right, exactly. Mm. Oh, all right. The scary stuff is out there. So I want to take a, a positive spin on this and start with okay. I'm a new client of Rachel's, and what's the process for you onboarding a client? Um, because I think there's a whole bunch of people that are new to this world, and they're starting to make money. I mean, first off, when do I need to get an expert? When's, when's the right time to get an expert? So I would say um, it's always best to speak to an expert even before you even start a business because hmm. before you even you know think or, or when you're about to open a company, you always want to be incorporated because you want to protect yourself. Now, it's not the best time to like hire a bookkeeper, obviously, because you don't have that many transactions and you don't really need a CFO when you don't when your business makes, I would say, less than fifteen thousand dollars on a monthly basis. So I would think it's always best to hire somebody to see if it makes sense for them to incorporate their business, then for them to go back, start making money and, you know, build their business up. And once they start making at least fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month, that's when it's best for them to hire a CFO or a bookkeeper or someone to help them and, and guide them every step of the way. Now, I'm a preacher on monthly financial statements um, because it just gives you, you know, a guidepost, right? Because I, I like to look forward. I know this is a cash intense business. And so right. if you run out of money, which most of us run out of money, right? That's pretty mm -hmm. normal. Almost like every person I talk to runs out of money. You right. need to know it's going to happen because you still have to make payroll. You have these other obligations. And so right. for me, that's been a, a best practice. How about for you? What do you see? A hundred percent. I would always say that every single month you need to review your monthly financials. And I tell people, if you're making less than 15 K 15 K a month, you really need to do your monthly financials on your own or, you know, maybe hire, um, you know, a bookkeeper to help you understand your numbers on a monthly basis. But it's truly important to review your monthly finances, because if you're, if you buy something and then you can't resell it, or if you can't make payroll, or if you don't have a, a high profit, um, then you could just close your business. I actually had an Amazon seller who made $4 million for the entire year. Um, actually, I'm sorry, it was two years. 
And when she hired us, she realized that she she was in the negative and mm -hmm. she had to close her business because she actually re reviewed her numbers two years later and it was already too late. So she had to close her business because we showed her that she was not making any money. So she was selling two million a year, but not profitable. Correct. Uh, she, was, she was selling four million a year and oh, she was she not got to profitable. Four. Jesus. Yes. How, how many times do you see that? I mean, you know, especially new people coming on. I see that a lot. Ooh. That's not good, is it? Yeah. What? What? Why? It. What? What do you think is the reason? Maybe you know because is it because uh, it's you know hey Rachel I'm a million dollar seller, aren't you impressed? Is that is right. that part of it or what, what do you say? I think it is. I think it is. I remember um, this specific person that I'm thinking about. She 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 made four million dollars and then um, I remember her posting on Facebook saying oh everybody you know I'm a millionaire but then I remember looking at her numbers and she was she was losing money. So that could be, you know, the pride. I, I don't know. But I mean, you really need to be looking at your finances from the, the beginning of time so you could be profitable because some of these mistakes can cost thousands of dollars and it may take years for, for businesses to recover. So, so your advice again is hey, when you start cranking out $15,000 in gross sales, you, you need to get some help because now you're getting to the place. And I always say that in my experience, and this, you can correct me because you've done tens of thousands of returns where mm -hmm. I've not, um, is uh, 15 to 20% is a normal operating margin that I've seen most businesses and whether it be just selling stuff out of your garage or being a large private label business. Are those numbers reasonable to you that you've seen? Yes, I would say it, it really varies. So Amazon sellers, we've seen, um, you know, profit margins from 20 to 30%. I've seen, you know, 25% um, usually. But, you know, drop shippers make a little bit less. They make about, I would say, 3 to 5%, and then they rely on the cash back. Um, private label, I think, is a little bit more. I think between, I think, maybe 25 to 30%. But your your averages are, are right about right. Yeah. So at that place, you know, so let's go back to our $15,000 a month seller, right? Uh, assuming they don't have a big overhead, that they might get that 20%. So that's $3,000 a month in profit. That's all of a sudden starting to get you're going to have some tax implications there, correct? Right. Yes. Okay, so there's the magic number. Okay, so I'm interested in a service. You're saying to start with a, is it a local bookkeeper or a service like yours? I mean, do you take on clients that only do $15,000 a month? Actually, we do because we, we see that their growth, um, uh, okay. their growing company. So even if somebody made, you know, is making 5000 a month and then they say, oh, we're about to launch a very big, uh, you know, we're about to have a huge launch and we're expecting to make twenty to $30,000 by the end of the year monthly, then we will take them on because of that. And we want to help them grow and make sure they're complying specifically with sales tax and they're registered in the state that they need to be in. And they're registered with Department of Labor. They have payroll set up. They have everything set up so they could they are ready for their big launch. You know, it's interesting to say that. So it's almost like a checklist, right, that somebody needs to start thinking about because when they're in the launch, they're not going to have the time to deal with the, all these other things and they get exactly. passed over, right? I mean, that's the thing. Right. Yeah, th that's what happens when businesses get really busy, they're making millions, then they're like, Oh, my God, how did I, you know, how am I not on top of my books? How did I not file three years worth of tax returns? And they say, I, you know, my head was down, I was, I was, you know, focused on my business the whole entire time. And, you know, these, these sellers that come to me, they make over a million dollars, and they're behind on their taxes about two, three years. And a lot of them didn't even file their sales tax or they're behind on their payroll. And 
it gets scary. So I always recommend at least starting, you know, hire somebody from the very beginning, register with Department of Labor, register with your sales tax in your specific state, get incorporated at least, at least, you know, look to see what's the best entity in their state, start making money, and then at least have a conversation with an accountant. So when they start making a minimum of 15K, they have someone that they could speak to and all they need to do is just, just jump on and take over. What do you think is the reason that people don't do what you're saying? You know, these are, are these maverick entrepreneurs for the most part, the people that you deal with the reason, you know, cause I, I agree with you. You know, I think back to my corporate world, you know, there were companies that were as little as 3 million in revenue, but somewhere, I think the biggest one I worked for was 33 million at our entity. And hmm. we, we had whole teams, man. I, I, you know, when I was the CFO of the one company, man, I've had, geez, I can't remember 30 some odd people in my department that ran, you know, HR and, you know, payroll right. and, you know, finance had a controller. I mean, all those different things. And yet, you see somebody who's selling $4 million not having any of those positions. What is yeah. it? I mean, maybe it could be that, you know, they don't think that they're going to grow that big because a lot of businesses that come to me, they, they tell me that it just happened by accident. Uh, I don't okay. know. What, you know that, that's what they say. You know, the lady that I was telling you about the $4 million, she said, Rachel, I don't, I started this as a side hustle. I did not expect to make $4 million. She started from her garage and, you know, it was a side job and then it automatically came into a full time uh, thing. And then she just didn't know that it was going to be this big. Um, so that could be it. And to be really honest with you, a lot of accountants, they don't um, I don't think they guide business owners or specifically Amazon sellers of what they need to do. They just say, I'm sorry, I can't really help you right now because they don't do the sales tax. They don't do the payroll. They don't do all services under one umbrella. And I think entrepreneurs get overwhelmed when they need to speak to more than one person in the finance department and everybody's telling them something different. So if you speak to a bookkeeper, she says, yeah, I could take care of your bookkeeping. Now you need to go find a sales tax expert and then you need to find a payroll person. And a lot of them are not communicating with each other. So the business owner is so overwhelmed and he just doesn't do anything. Hmm. I, and, and then you even take it when you want to start minimizing taxes, right? But that's a whole different conversation than yeah. any of those other people can offer. I mean, it's unreasonable for you to expect a bookkeeper to be able to give you advice on how to reduce your tax liability. That's unreasonable. They're not trained for that. It's very specific. I don't even know how to, and I have an accounting degree. I don't even do my own taxes because it's... It's, Very it's something you, yeah, it's way complicated and you have to stay up on it and I can't, you know, and so it, right. it's real. So, so I'm sitting there thinking about that, um, that example right there. And so your recommendation is go to a company that offers all these services under one roof because they play into each other, correct? Yes, that's correct. I a hundred percent recommend hiring one company to do it all where you speak to one person at all times and there is no miscommunication because the mm -hmm. biggest thing that businesses fail is because of you know miscommunication businesses are bu they're busy especially e-commerce sellers they're extremely busy and if they need to speak to the bookkeeper the payroll person the um, sales tax expert so they could file their returns on a monthly or quarterly basis and then at the end of the year they need to speak to their accountant and gather all the books and then the accountant says oh your bookkeeper didn't do this right and then the sales tax person says Oh, your accountant said, you know, for you to file in three different states. But the sales tax person says, no, two states. Then the payroll person says, oh, you know, let's file your returns. But the accountant says you need to make sure that you're paying yourself a reasonable salary. The payroll company does not know what a reasonable salary is. 
And then I'm telling you, I hear it every single day. These business owners are so confused. When you when you listen to one person, one company, you have a easier communication and just one person handles it all because they see it all. They see the revenue. They know exactly what the payroll should be. They know where the money is coming from. So they know where the sales tax has to be filed. They know at the end of the year, um, you know, how many kids the person has, how many uh, property or how many houses that the uh, business has. So that we're able to come up with tax planning loopholes so the person or the business owner can reduce their liability. It's so much easier to just have one person do it all. You know, uh, there, there are a couple of points that come up. So we have our taxes done um, by someone, and they also do our personal taxes for exactly that reason. Because, they, mm-hmm. you know, you want to make sure, you know, with your reasonable salary and all the rest of that jazz, that it's handled correctly. Number two, when I think about, um, um, when I think about fees, when you're, if I bring it all under one person, my fees are reduced because, right, there's a, there is That's an overhead, nice. right? Yes. So let's let's talk about that uh, because I think that's where a lot of people get scared too. Um, how much money would a fifteen thousand dollar business? Um, Steve does my recommendations monthly payroll. By the way, if you're going to do payroll because it's done per transaction, so I always do monthly. But how much money mm-hmm. would somebody expect to budget? Because I'm a budget guy too for that mm-hmm. business, right? So what do we say? They're doing one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year or something like that um, in revenue now. Um, they're making a profit, maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars. What's a reasonable number for somebody to expect for all those services at that I level? Would say, um, I would say anywhere between like four hundred to five hundred dollars on a monthly basis. So about five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, about yeah, five, five to, to six thousand. Five to right. six thousand. Yeah, and it also like depends. So, I mean, that's what we start out and and there may be other accountants, you know, that charge a lot more or less. I don't know. But the way the way we tell people is we I mean, another thing like I don't know, you know, we we don't offer any cancellation fees or any contracts, which is another thing that I I want business owners to to see because there there are a lot of like Amazon sellers that their accounts get uh, suspended for a little bit. And I don't want them to you know, pay, pay that much if their accounts are suspended. Fees right. get reduced if they're, it's suspended because they're not making any money. Um, you know, so it, it really, it also depends on the activity, but I would say around four to $500 and support and guidance and unlimited notices it, are, are included plus the tax planning at the end of the year. So there are other bookkeeping and accounting firms that do the bookkeeping, the payroll and the returns at the end of the year but they don't include the estimated payments on a quarterly basis. They don't include making the payments on behalf of the client. They, the accountants say, hey, you owe $3,000 to the IRS, go make a payment on your own. But you could be you know, in Hawaii that, that time or wherever, and you can't make that payment. So they need to be very specific. And I think um, the, more, the more accountants do, they charge more, but you know, we don't. Well, it, it interests me to think about what you just said too, is that, so if I have a payroll problem, Usually there's a sales tax problem. Usually that makes it an income issue. You can right. end up, if you use an outside payroll company and then you have somebody else do your tax, you're going to have to have two or three different people speaking with the IRS for you. That's right. and complicated. Oh, that is. And trust me, I, I, I'm telling you, there are a lot of payroll companies or I, I, we had a lot of clients that hired like the big payroll companies. And when they get IRS notices, because we're doing their returns, they say, hey, Rachel, I got this IRS notice. And I go, Hey, listen, you need to give this to your payroll company. They give it to their payroll company. And and it turns out that they don't even know how to read these notices because there are salespeople entering the numbers, you know, 10 hours a day or $10 an hour. They don't understand or they're not even authorized to call the IRS and and help the client 
with these notices or they make the deposits late or they don't file the returns on time, et cetera. It's more of like the payroll services are more of like a robot. I call it a robotic service. Mm. They just enter $10 an hour, you know, $10, whatever. And they don't really think out of the box and they can't help with these notices. So that's why I highly recommend having one company do it all for them. You know, it's almost like an insurance policy. We used to call it risk mitigation, right? We always try to mitigate risk, right? Try to get rid of all the places that you can have pinch points. And, you know, what's hard is in our business, we're out of control for Amazon. We don't know what they're going to do, right? They're going to change the rules. They're going to change the pricing. They're going to, all your models built, and then somebody outside of your control changes things. Right. Well, if that is big uncertainty in your life, and that's the biggest part of your business, why would you take uncertainty in this other part of your life um, to save a couple hundred dollars a year? And to me, you know, again, um, we use the same company, does our payroll, he does our year-end taxes, our corporate taxes, all around, basically the same thing you're describing. Um, right. Let's talk about let's talk about other services that people are thinking about or should be thinking about. Um, are you able to look at trends? Are you guys able to do reviews? I mean, do you have a, a, a consultation where, hey, Steve, you had a good year or you didn't have a good year? Are there places that we see opportunity? I mean, is there are those kind of conversations available? Oh, we do. So I have someone on my team that, you know, we're, has over 30 years of experience. And if anyone has like specific questions, like, uh, like you said, a review, we're actually working with an Amazon seller right now who hired Amazon, uh, you know, a company that deals with Amazon accountants all day. I mean, Amazon sellers all day. And um, we did a review on his 2017 return and he overpaid. It's scary. He overpaid in taxes by $70,000. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. It's, cr- it's crazy. So we went into his, um, you know, bookkeeping and we did a review cause we want to take on uh 2019. And that was the only thing that we're going to, cause he came to us for 2019 moving forward. And he said, you know, I'm not, not really sure that my accountant did my, my, you know, my return the right way. And I said, okay, well, let's go into the bookkeeping. Let's review and make sure that everything was done. Right. We go into 2017 yesterday, actually. And we see that a lot of the credit cards were not reconciled. A lot of the credit cards were entered since April or they and they were not entered since January. Um, some of the credit cards were not even reconciled. Some of the bank accounts were not even entered. Inventory was not even entered right. Uh, PayPal fees were not even entered. There was just so many things. And we had a bunch of account uh, questions for the accountant. And the accountant said, oh, my client gave me a budget. So I, I you know, I just mm. work based on that budget. And we, we asked the client, did you know that you had a budget? And he said, I never heard of such a thing. And in this situation, the accountant said, I was just hired to do the Amazon adjustments. And the bookkeeper just was just hired to reconcile the statements. And the bookkeeper said, oh, you know, the client never gave me the statements. And we said, why didn't you ever ask for it? And the, the client was like, oh, my God, because he had two people working on his books. And now he overpaid and, you know, in taxes by $70,000. And obviously we're going to amend his return. We're working on it and we're going to get all that money back. But yeah, we do do reviews just for that reason, just to make sure that, you know, clients are are paying what they're supposed to pay. And before we even take on a client, we want to make sure that at least two years is, um, it's just done right. Cause every, it has to carry over the balance sheet and the income statement. It just carries over moving forward. So yeah, those, those problems stay with you. The, um, that's a good example. So that person had two different people that they weren't minding the store, right? They, they pushed off the responsibility and like, Oh, I got a bookkeeper. 
and you're relying on that person to do the work. But if you're not reviewing their work, and clearly there's no way they were reviewing their work, they couldn't, right? Or right. they would have seen that. Right. How hard is it, in your experience, how hard is it for clients after they're, you know, they get good financials every month and they see it, where they start asking smart questions, where you notice like the lights went on, where there's like a switch, where all of a sudden you could see they get it now. Well, what do you mean? How hard is that? Well, mean? I mean, how? I mean, how? Uh, I guess how many times have you seen it? Maybe that was the wrong way to ask. I was starting to go a different direction, but I mean, how how many times have you seen that? Where you know they they came to you, they didn't understand anything, then you start kicking off financials to them, and then all of a sudden you get start to get smart questions from them, where they all of a sudden understand what you're doing. And they're able right. to take their business further. Do you get what I, I mean I think, there? Yeah. So, so I think like once they start in the very beginning, obviously they don't know, they don't really know what to ask. You know, they say, mm -hmm. I ask them, you know, do you have any other questions? They go really honestly, Rachel, I don't even know what to ask. So I educate them and tell them what you're supposed to be asking me. Then, um, you know, once they start making, I would say at least a hundred thousand dollars or $200,000, then they're like, oh my God, you know, I'm not making so much money. Where, where are my expenses going? I'm making uh... all this money, but I don't see it. And then they say, what? I owe this much in taxes? How could it be? So I think the more money they, they make, I have a client right now, you know, making a million dollars a month. And he's starting to ask like really good, solid questions based on the, you know, based on the amount of money that he's making and how fast he's growing. I also think, um, you know, Amazon sellers, they have specific coaches that educate them on what they should be asking and, you know, maybe they, they listen to podcasts and they know exactly what to ask. So it's also how much money they're making, but they're also like reading and listening to other people and they're networking with others and, and they know or they're getting ideas of what they should be asking. So and they're asking us and we're able to pinpoint or we create a loom video for them answering their questions. So just in case if they ever go back on it. Or they have that question. That question again. They they know where to find it. You know, it's interesting you say that because it sounds like once they gain confidence that their books are being done right, they're able to direct their attention to these other things to really enhance, like that e myth working on their business. Right. Um, I, I, I how 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 much? I mean, I know you do a lot of returns and you're involved in a lot of different businesses. How much does your team feel like they're part of? other people's businesses though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like a division, like we used to have a finance division, right? right. How, how much do, I mean, are you able to get to that level of relationship with your clients or, um, or your staff more so maybe? Right. So they're, they're part of it a lot. I mean, we're always there to, to ask a lot of, you know, answer any of their questions, but I would say, I mean, if I needed to give a percentage, maybe 30%, because we do like their finances, we do their, um, you know, payroll and sales tax, but to be really honest with you, they get their reports on a monthly basis. If they have a question, they ask us, but most of them are really busy and they just want to make sure that they have someone that they trust to get mm -hmm. it done right. And they're, they speak to us a lot in the very beginning of our relationship. And then once they, once they trust us, they just allow us to, to take care of their finances. And, um, you know, th I think that's one of the most important things is the trust and the relationship and just making sure that we're doing everything right so they could grow in their business. Um, but I would say, you know, I would say like 30, 20 to 30% maybe. You know, you're a little warm and fuzzy to be an accountant. Uh, why did, why did you think about getting in the accounting world? That's a good question. So when I, um, when I was a lot younger, um, when I was 18, actually, um, you know, I don't know if you heard this story cause I shared it at one of the conferences that we're in. So we, I became so passionate about 
you know, taxes and through a personal experience. So this is really hard for me to say because it's like a personal, you know, experience. But when I was 18, the FBI um, came into my door and uh, came into my house and they literally broke down my doors looking for my father. And I said, you know, I, we were just like all going crazy and we're like, what in the world is going on? Literally six o'clock in the morning. Um, I think it was like five, six guys, big men looking for uh, my father. And I said, we all woke up. We're like, what, what in the world is going on? What's happening? And um, I remember, you know, we're like, OK, they, they arrested my father. And I'm like, what, you know, what's happening? What's going on? And my mom is like, you know, we probably didn't file our taxes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you didn't file your taxes? So it turned out to be that my father, he used to sell cars in uh, New York City, New York State, actually, in Long Island. And he had a, you know, several, he had a used car, car dealership. And people that would buy cars from him, he would include the sales tax in the, in the car. So let's say he sold a Mercedes. And the car was like, I don't know, $65,000. And he was supposed to pay... 8.8% on the on the car. But my father would say, you know what, let's just make it $50,000. And, um, and that's it, let's just call it. So he would include the sales tax and the price. And his accountant never told him that you're supposed to, re, you know, reduce your your overall cost by the sales tax. So your your cost, let's say would be $40,000 or $43,000. And the rest would go to New York State sales tax. He never guided him. He never you know, helped him in any way. And my father got arrested and he went to jail for about, I would say a few months uh, because he didn't pay his sales tax in New York. And, um, and he ended up paying, you know, $1.2 million in restitution for several years. And, you know, when they did this whole audit, I, I, you know, I was just becoming an accountant at this time. And I'm like, I can't believe this. This is like, it's just, I couldn't believe it. And, um, you know, they the the New York State sales tax, they charged my dad 50, more like he, they, he basically my dad paid 16 percent of sales tax because they just looked at the numbers and they made it. I don't know how they calculated it, but it was all wrong and it was just too late for us to, you know, fight for it. It turned out to be criminal and he ended up paying literally one point two million dollars in taxes. And then after he paid that, he was deported because, you know, he wasn't legal here. So I remember, you know, going to 20, 26 Federal Plaza where my dad was detained and I, I was literally crying. Everybody was like looking at me like I was some crazy person. And I'm like, how, you know, there has to be other people in this world that are going through the same thing. And there has, it can't be just my dad. And, I'm, and I, I told, you know, the, the police and I'm like, why'd you take my dad? He's such a good person. He said, you know what? I, it's not me. I'm just doing my job. And I literally like it was just the worst day of my life. And I said, you know what? I have to make a change. I was 18. I was the, I was a young. I, I don't. I mean, I, and at that time, I was like thinking, what should I do? Where should I? What should I? What? What? Um. You know, what college should I go to? Those are the thoughts at the time. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna be an accountant, and I'm gonna help everyone, everyone that I possibly can, for them to never go through, you know, the same feeling or the same thing that my dad went through. Mm. And I remember, you know, making that statement. It, it was just crazy. And, and that's how I got to where I am, because I'm, I'm just so passionate. I don't want people overpaying in taxes. I don't want people, you know, being afraid of um, of just, you know, be the IRS. To be honest, they're very nice. Like you said, they're they are helpful. 
They are, you know, they just want people to be compliant. I, I don't think they're asking for things that are unreasonable. And if you hire a professional and, and somebody, you know, right for you, they're able to get it done for you. And, you know, I, I just wish that my father had good, proper accountants and he didn't have anyone licensed. He just found somebody, you know, that was working out of their basement and it was through a referral. It was just, and he just said, you know what, Rachel, I'm a salesperson. I don't know this. Mm-hmm. I, he just, you know, he just said, I, re- I relied on the accountant. You think I, you think I wouldn't pay? Why wouldn't I follow the rules? Who would, who would want this headache? You know, and, and back then you didn't have the internet. You didn't have all those tools that you were able to just jump in and have all your fingertips that you do now. Right. And I sit and I think about, and, and this is, this is an awful way to say this, but it's the truth. When, when politics, which are taxes, they're, they're political, they're not logical accounting, most of it. When, mm-hmm. when, when that stuff, if you, if you can't pay that portion in your business, right, if your business can't support that tax, you really don't have a business, correct? I mean, isn't that the correct. right way to look at it? Yes. It's you, awful. You have it hurts because I created this thing. This stinks, but it's right. the reality. Right. A hundred percent true. I mean, they have to pay taxes. You don't have a choice and you, you just need to be smart and proactive to do everything you can to minimize the taxes. And the only way that they could do that is by hiring somebody the right, you know, the right time. So I want to say, you know, people hire us in March, let's say, so of 2019 to help them with 2018 taxes, (laughs) but there's nothing that we could do. The, The year is done. You know, it's so important that people hire accountants in the year like at least if they came to me in October I would you know do help them do a late s election for them or I would do you know I would help them file payroll returns or do a bonus for them so they could keep track so they could pay themselves a, a reasonable salary if they did not do it for the first six months of the year or we could do something called the Augusta loophole I don't know if you know that where you could rent your home uh, to yourself for four, for less than 14 days out of the year and um, de- you know, deduct that as an expense. Or there's just so many legal things. Hire hiring your children is another thing that they could do. But it has to be before the year ends, and it has to be at least by October. And you know, people. I mean, it, the timing is so important, and I don't think people really understand that. Well, I know we're scaring some people here now, and so this is in July of 2019. That's when we're recording this. So you 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 can fix 2019 right now. If yes. you make a choice and, you know, and I'm, I, I don't know, uh, Rachel's company, um, and Steve doesn't benefit other than you getting your books, right. And so to me, if this connects with you, if you connect and you're listening to Rachel and you're like, yeah, I like what she's saying and this and that, then reach out, especially if you're in trouble or, and you know, here's the thing, this is another thing. And I, I know this is a guy thing, so I don't know if it's a lady thing. You'll have to tell me that <laughs> okay. it's, it's hard for guys to admit. I mean, I'm this hero to my kids, right? I'm a hero to my grandkids, but I have to admit I failed, Rachel. That's not easy. I mean, how about for ladies? Is that hard for them or they're Um, they're the smarter sex? I mean, we all know that. So, (laughs) (laughs) no, I think, I think it's, it's easier for a woman to say, you know what? I really messed up. I I mean, I I don't know, based on the phone calls that I hear, it's just, they're just, they're, they just say, yeah, I messed up and I need help. But I, I think it is harder for men um, cause the phone calls that I hear, I actually had a client, <clears throat> it was such a scary conversation years ago. He came to me, um, and he said, Rachel, I really need to speak to you. And I was in an office. I had a much smaller office in Manhattan where I had, you know, multiple people in one room. And he said, I really need to speak to you. And I said, okay, sure. You know, I rented an office. Um, like it was like a Regis office. I got the, the office next door 
And I said, you know, what can I do to help you? So he goes, he started crying to me. And it was a man. I was shocked. And he's like, you know, my wife does not know that I'm behind on my taxes. And, you know, and he's like, he told me. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm shaking as I'm saying this. He's like, I really think that the IRS is going to take me to jail. And if you tell me that they are, I'm going to commit suicide. Jesus. I'm like, what? I'm like, first of all, you're, um, I, I said, no, you know, he's, he literally like, oh my God, I think his father, um, committed suicide or, or his brother, somebody in his family. And he's like, you know what? I don't know. He's like, this is affecting my marriage. This is affecting my relationship. My wife thinks everything, you know, I, I, I don't remember like the exact details, but I remember that he wanted to like commit suicide because he was behind on his taxes and, um, I promised him that I was going to help him file everything. We filed like four or five years. We got him on a payment plan and he's free. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think like people come up with these thoughts. Oh my God, the IRS is going to take me to jail or, oh my God, you know, I'm going to owe all this money, but it may not even be true. It may not even be true. They just need to hire somebody. And yes, I do see that a lot specifically for men. Um, but you know what, they, they just tell me how it is. And I kind of, I kind of feel them and, you know, um, I, I mean, I don't know how to say it, but I tell them, you know, don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'll call the IRS. I'll get a power of attorney. We'll get whatever we need and we'll get them filed. And I don't want to really embarrass, um, people cause it is kind of embarrassing when you're behind on your finances. But I think like one, one of the most, like I give a lot of people credit because they actually called and they said, I had a, actually another guy recently that said, I'm really embarrassed, but you know what? At least I'm calling you so I could take care of it. And mm. moving forward, I no longer will embarrass, will be embarrassed. And I know I trust you, Rachel, because he's been following me on Facebook for so long. Because I trust you, Rachel, that you'll take care of me. And I hopefully I could share my story with others that I went through this and I'm going to be compliant because that's my main focus. And I said, yes, don't focus on the past. Let's focus on the future. Give me all of your problems, uh, you know, related to taxes, I will help you get you filed, get you paid, you know, on a payment plan at the lowest amount possible with the IRS. And that's it. It, It's just, I think it's so simple, but yet that phone call is so hard for people to make. Well, especially when you describe uh, what that guy was considering as the alternative. So anybody in that position, anybody listening to this right now who's embarrassed, who's this and that, I'm going to give you Rachel's contact information and, and reach out. Do you do you charge just to have a conversation with somebody? No, I don't. Okay, so there's no, there's no risk, okay? So right, anybody no listening company. who's in trouble, anybody who's sitting there saying, I don't know what to do, I'm at my wit's end. Have a conversation with Rachel or a team member, whoever it is, and just have a conversation and just get perspective. Because I, I think that's the biggest challenge. It's all fear-driven, right? They hear right. these crazy stories. But perspective helps, right? You, experience has taught you in this situation with all these circumstances, this is likely to happen, correct? Right, yes. I, yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I would t- they would tell me a small story or what they're going through, and I would say, okay, we need to do this and this. And I'll explain the whole entire process on the phone and say, okay, we need to call the IRS. This is what we need to do. We'll get your returns filed. If you don't have the money, we'll put you on a payment plan. And I say, you know what, you could, you know, whatever I explain the fees in advance. There's no surprises if we, whatever we do. And listen, if they are happy, they move forward. If not, at least they had a free consultation. I could, you know what, it's not even about the money. I don't care about the money. I really don't. I want to help people. And I know it may sound stupid but or whatever, but, you know, I, I'm telling you, I, I always think about my dad's 
situation. And I wish I had more time in the day to help others. And this is why I get on speaking engagements or, or, um, you know, podcasts so I could share my story and tell people whether it's us or someone else, it doesn't really matter. Just, just file your returns and be compliant. That's it. Let me ask you another personal question. Do you, Mm -hmm. do you think less of your dad because he messed up that big? No, not at all. I think think about that. that. Think about that. Everybody right. who's so worried about what their friends and family will think of them. Here's Rachel saying her father was brought away in handcuffs, kicked right. in the door, and you don't think any less of him as a dad. I actually, I, I actually look up to my dad. I mean, my dad is my mm. mentor. I mean, he's like my king. I love my dad with all my heart, and I, I still look up to him. And you know, and I, I, I look up to him because he was able to face forward and say, you know what, I did mess up, but I'm going to do everything I can to clean this up. And he did. He paid it back. He was still strong. He did whatever he can to clean it up. And we all mess up. We all, you know, and and the fact that he was able to hire attorneys and and pay the tax and move forward. And it was just seeing him going through this. It was just such a scary transition. But I don't think of my dad in in any, not in a less way at all. That's so powerful. You know, we we have a bunch of clients in our warehouse that are private label. And every, I don't want to say every single one, almost every single one we've had to do rework on. That means that something that they planned, they did all the research, they did everything they thought was right, and something still went wrong for whatever reason. You know, it wasn't up to specs, there was a defect or whatever. And yet they move forward, at least ours, and we're doing rework to help them get forward. That Mm -hmm. means that they're not perfect. I think the same thing goes, what you said, is that everybody messes up. Everybody, I mean, you're not surprised when really successful sellers come to you and say, ooh, I didn't do this right, or can you look at this, right? I mean, it just, it's kind of normal. Right, it is normal. I mean, I'm telling you, I had a client, um, I think two weeks ago, actually, no, no, this week, I'm sorry. He paid last, uh, at last year, um, I think it was like, I mean, for last year's taxes, he paid $140,000 in taxes. So, it, and, and I think he made, he said $1.9 million. So yeah, and and he was not current. So we're about to sign him up this week. He was not current with the sales tax. And, you know, it's, it's totally okay. There are millionaires that come to me all the time and they just say, do you mind if I look at this? I actually, I'm speaking at a very big event uh, very soon. And the person that I was speaking to said, oh, I do this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but what you're doing is, is not right. And he's like, okay, tell me, you know, how you do things. And, and I, I told him how it should be done. Cause I really didn't want to know more about, you know, what he's telling me. And he's like, oh my God, I'm an eight figure seller, but yet, you know, I'm and he's, exposed. Not doing- he's exposed. Right. And I'm like, oh, he's like, oh my God, I think I need your help. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about this later. But you know, I, I see it all the time. So whether they're making, you know, 5,000 a month or, or I'm helping another eight figure seller this week. I mean, I've been helping him for a long time though, for about two years. And, um, you know, he also hired a online bookkeeping company where they did everything wrong. They didn't reconcile the statements. I wish I could mention the, the, the online bookkeeping company. No, please company. don't. Please don't. I'm not, I'm not, don't worry. I, I would never. Um, you know, but they, they didn't reconcile the accounts and thankfully he was able to get the full refund. And this guy makes, I think, 10 to $14 million a year. And he's going through the same financial struggles. So if people think, Hmm. you know, oh, I'm going to make more money, I'm going to have less, uh, less problems, or 
I, I just think it, it really, you know, every, I think everybody in every stage of life has these issues and it's just best for them to hire the right people from the very beginning. And it's really important. And as Rachel said, it's not too late, and she will not think less of you, nor will your family. The fact that you addressed it and you move forward, you said you looked up to him stronger. So I, I think that's very, very powerful. Okay, so let's. we're getting close to the end. I want to make sure that we give valuable advice for people. So again, you say that you know when somebody gets to that level, they should, A, get some help, right? They should definitely get some help. they got to start dealing with real issues that are coming. And these are yes. issues that you're not going to be able to avoid. Let's uh, let's give some more uh, advice. Other things, that if if you see that are big red flags that people should be looking for, big the, the number one reason people go out of business is capitalization or um, not paying taxes. Correct. I would say so. Yes, and and not filing um, sales tax. Not filing tax. tax. Yeah, not filing. Yeah, not filing. Right, not filing, not paying, not being current, not knowing what their obligations are. So having a conversation with someone, you know, is, is really important and incorporating and from the very beginning is also really important incorporating their company. Now, and again, that, that incorporation creates a whole bunch of different tax rules. Does it create more complicated bookkeeping rules also? Um, I mean, it doesn't really create any additional complicated work. The only thing like at the end of the year, you would need to file two separate returns. So if they're a sole proprietor, you know, let's say their individual name, um, you know, they would file only one return, but if they're incorporated, they would file two returns. But as far as bookkeeping, you're still required, whether you're a sole proprietor or a corporation, you're still required to know how much money you're making and what your expenses are in detail, regardless of the entity that you're in. And as a business owner, you would want to know that because you want to deduct every single expense. And the only way that you're deducting the right amount is by doing your monthly bookkeeping and, and knowing what's deductible and not. And that five to 6,000, that is a rough estimate. Does that include the year-end taxes? Uh, yes, that does. Okay. All right. So, so there's perspective for people. Okay. So yeah. if your business is doing that 180,000, which was the example we used a 15,000 a month, you mm -hmm. could expect to pay about $6,000. How much would a CFO, like, I don't know if you ever worked at corporate America, <laughs> um, a good CFO is well over six figures, well over 100%. six figures. And, yeah. and the, the perks, oh God, I miss those perks. They used to be, oh, we used to get some great perks. They right. are, uh, those are above and beyond. And then they don't usually do the work. They have team members that do the work. So right. for $6,000 to get that service, um, you know, how about this? Um, let me ask this question because you, you probably do other companies besides e-commerce or maybe you don't. Um, how different is e-commerce uh, than other uh, other inventory-based uh, businesses out there? I mean, they're not I, unless they, I, I mean, are you referring to like a retail? Like a, yeah, I guess you know, I mean, yeah. uh, especially on tax, because I think that's where you know bookkeeping is bookkeeping. But but for tax right. purposes, I would say like the sales tax is the biggest thing. Mm. Is you know, they um, e-commerce sellers have more sales tax issues because they have nexus in different states. But if a retail, um, if they're only shipping, you know, one good or, or that they don't have or they're not shipping to an Amazon FBA, then they may not have nexus in those states. So I think sales tax is one of the biggest um, differentiators between uh, those, you know, e-commerce and other retail shops. But a payroll would be really similar. It depends on the gross revenue and you want to issue yourself payroll or reasonable compensation. The tax returns are slightly different because, you know, you need to calculate inventory and 
when we do um, the, the, the returns for e-commerce sellers, we log into the Amazon sellers account. We log into Shopify. We log into Stripe. We log into PayPal. And by the way, a lot of accountants don't do that. And we see that's where the miscommunication is because they don't log in. They don't know how to read, you know, inventory lab, tax jar. They don't know how to read these, the reports. And um, that's why their returns are wrong at the end of the year. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's that makes them unique. I agree with it. Yeah, because it is it is unusual the way it's done. And if you look at consistency, if you've looked at more than one version, you get to understand it. I agree with you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. because we know if, if I look, if somebody on my team would log into TaxJar, they would say, "Oh crap, your settings are wrong," or they'll log into Inventory Lab and they'll say. Hmm, this is wrong. This is not the way it should be because we've seen so many. Oh, it's you unusual. Know. You're looking and you see this and this is unusual. That's not usually right. good. It's like, huh, why would that be different? And then you exactly. can ask that question. Ooh, that's a big Exactly, because we see plus. so many. And by the way, right now we're actually, like I started offering this two weeks ago. There are so many coaches out there that are selling, you know, Amazon stores and they're registering these Amazon sellers in like 20 different states when they don't even need to be. Um, I don't know what I, I don't I would, you know, so now we're like offering a sales tax consultation where they're not even ready for a CFO service on a monthly basis because they're not even making so much. So we offer like a one time sales tax consultation and we log into tax jar. We log into inventory lab. We make sure all the settings are done right. We guide them and tell them this is what you need to do. And then when you start making 15K on a monthly basis, you reach out to us and we'll help you because I don't want to, you know, charge someone if they're not ready for the service their profit margins are so low and you don't want to see somebody kick in their door um ever exactly. again. Right. Mm-hmm. okay all right so again steve doesn't benefit uh however if somebody is in trouble somebody's sitting out there and they're in trouble and they're listening to this and they're you know thinking through worst case scenarios please contact rachel uh uh, her information will be on this episode, but and I'm going to give it right now. So it's Rachel at EmpireTaxUSA.com. Rachel at EmpireTax. Oh, no, EmpireTaxUSA.com. So I don't have my glasses on. Um, that's the best way to get in touch with you, Rach? Yes, that's correct. Or they could always call my office. I have a full time admin, um, 9 p.m. Eastern, to, I mean, 9 a.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern whatever works for them, or email is best as well, whatever works for them. All right, and I'm going to give that number too. It's a 212 number, right? That's the number? Yes. 212 mm-hmm. 212-300-5776. 212-300-5776. If you're exposed, if you're in trouble, if you're sitting out there and you're like, I don't know what to do, my world's imploding, your relationships, because this stuff will suck the life out of you. It'll take the hope from your soul. Please call and just get perspective. Just Get perspective to know where you're at so then you can start from there. Because is it ever that bad, Rachel? I don't think so. No. You can always get out of it in one way or another. You can work your way out of it, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. One hundred percent, she's saying. Not not ninety-nine, one hundred percent. Yes. If if they come, you know, on time and they, you know, it's within three days, like if we call the IRS and ask for an extension or or something. It's it's not that bad as people think, and we could easily within within I would say a week or so because we're very fast, and we could easily help them. And and um, I'm very careful about what I say, and if I promise something, I always do it. That's how I maintain my re- reputation. If I say it's going to take two weeks or a week or whatever, we commit to our deadlines and, and try our best to help our clients. Okay, so uh, the contact information again, it'll be on this episode. Um, they had. 
the goal of the podcast is to always help people who get stuck. And you can make it specific to tax if you'd like, or business, or life. Give us the best advice that you can to get people past the point of stuck. Hmm. Um, I would say, I mean, when I was stuck, I, I just, you know, don't look at the moment or don't think about the current situation. Think about what it could be like or think about, you know, the future um, and then see what you could do to hire someone to help you get there, whether it would be a coach or or, um, you know, a tax person or a marketing person. I think what gets people stuck is the thoughts in their minds and them, you know, like living in that current moment. So they have to stop thinking about that. Focus, stop focus, focusing on the negative thoughts in their mind and focus on the positivity. Be positive. Move forward. Think about what could happen if you do take massive action and hire whoever you need to to get to where you want to be. Love it. Oh. Rachel, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for, for you know interviewing me. And if you need anything, I would always be there to help you. Thank you very much for this. Man, what a cool story. I mean, it was terrible that her dad, I mean, it's awful. But I mean, what a cool story to come out on the other end to be able to make this kind of a life mission. How cool is that? How, how Do you have your life figured out? Do you know where you can make a difference for other people? Um, very cool that she's doing this and very cool, the passion, uh, behind it. Again, you hear that inner confidence when you have somebody who's done thousands of returns, that's where you can gain confidence. I love at the end when we start talking about when they're seeing anomalies, when they start seeing, you know, they're looking in inventory lab and all of a sudden they're like, Hmm, that's different than everybody else. That's usually a bad sign. Generally, that doesn't mean you're like the best. That means you've got a problem and maybe there's an opportunity there and they can help you fix it. That's valuable for $6,000 a year, right? You got to think about that. Build that cost in. Just like insurance. My insurance, is, I think, is $3,000 a year. Build that into your business. If your business can't sustain that, then you might not have a business. You might want to rethink the strategy you're working on, adjust, and then move forward. Uh, please, again, you know, um, her contact information is rachel at empiretaxusa.com reach out, especially if you're in that bad place, please. And, and just send me a note. If you need me to help introduce you, just send me a note. Of course, I'll do it instantly. Okay. Ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.